The Lord bless you all, heart dwellers, and forgive me for being a little late on a message, but I had family in town, thank the Lord, it was a very sweet time. And we're back now, and I wanted to share with you an interview with Ezekiel, a second interview, because the first one that we did, he had a real interesting experience with the Lord and a healing. And that healing continued, but he had to contend for it. And so I wanted him to share some of that with you tonight because many of you have had healings and even relationships that you're contending for. And I want to encourage you because he's had some amazing breakthroughs and we've had a lot of opposition against us, a lot of opposition, demonic opposition. But as always, the Lord goes back to open doors. And are you open? You know, if you open a door, some things can come back or you can get lying symptoms. So in order to maintain the gifts that he gives us, we need to adjust our behavior uh, so that we don't open doors again. So explain yeah. to me what happened. How did it go for you? Everything's still holding, holding where it was as far as just the phenomenal healing and and. Almost like a reconversion uh, in many different ways in my heart and mind, my spirit, my body, and my soul. So you you got a major healing. It had to do with your abdomen. And you were having problems with obstructions because you have a, a medical condition that you had a surgery for. And that was healed totally. A lot of scar tissue on the intestine that was causing constrictions. The enemy was really taking advantage of that and just really trying to to hurt you. In fact, you even saw a ball of poison. Like the weirdest thing I ever saw. You know, there's this little ball starts at my chest and goes down my shirt, down about to my abdomen. You can see it descending, just gloom, my shirt goes flat, and whatever this thing, it's like a bolus or something, you know. Bolus of poison. And And this was a satanic attack. This was a physical thing. It wasn't just in the spirit or whatever. That's not fond of us that we are praying for. The Lord finally, he delivered you of that poison. I mean, that made you really sick. That poison. I have never. And, and. Yeah, it was after your healing, right? That poison hit me before the big healing. Then you had an attack right after that first major healing and you felt like you were gonna die, so, and, and the Lord told you to get up, get out of bed, you know, get up off your pallet and walk, and you did, and everything lifted and you wrote a new song. A couple days after that, you got attacked again. Yeah, I mean, you know, within two days, I was just flying like a kite, you know, and, uh, oh man, this been dead, this brought back to life, a man has been in prison, sentenced to death, and he gets paroled, and he's free, you know, after so many years, it was phenomenal, and and, but within 48 hours, um, bam, I started to, to get some of the, you know, the old symptoms back, and I'm going, oh, Man, no, no, no. This is not, ha- this cannot be happening. I know, I'm not gonna have, no, won't have it, don't want it. I prayed everything I could pray. Uh, rebuked and bound and, you know, Claire prayed for me. And, well, the good news is that you didn't have any constrictions. Right. There's that, a difference was, this time. You were absolutely healed of those adhesions that were causing the constriction and causing the 
causing everything to to back up and causing so much pain. Yeah, the healing. That. The healing remained, but there was all this staticky, cluttery stuff that started to happen to basically to scare me. Another and to make me yeah. uh, afraid that I had lost my healing, maybe even make me doubt that I ever had a healing right, sometimes. Right, right. And uh And it was some kind of an infection that was in your system. It would start taking some very familiar patterns. I'd get up feeling good, I'd go in and have my time with the Lord and turn on the recording console and get all the equipment ready and just get started with, with something really special and you know, boom, this this really awful, sicky, almost poisony feeling, you know. Right. And uh And so you had to stop. Uh, like two or three nights in a row you had to stop recording, but very, very frustrating and very discouraging. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm telling you this is ultimately they're shooting blanks. These phantoms look really real. They feel real. And I'm just about convinced that Maybe half of them, if not all of them, are lying symptoms. But whatever they are, remembering that all things are in God's hands. And he's he's got this, like Lano Vosser said, you know, he's got it. Nothing's going to escape his hand or his will or the work, and especially for the elect. I had a title, a working title that kept flashing back to me for a couple of days. And it was basically Hills, Valleys, and Mountains. You know, I figured I was healed and I was free to go and man, that was it. Boom. And two days later, here comes another valley. Yeah. But what it's produced, and I'll talk about a little later, is the kind of mountain I've never experienced in my life. It's been four days since you got that second major healing, but we found out that there was an open door, right? Yeah, that's, that's a real important point. It's not, how many days you were or weren't, but what was the thing, the key that was holding that in place? Where was the opening? How did they get permission to come back in Yeah, and buffet me with this stuff? Yeah. And serious stuff, you know? I mean... Like peritonitis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, serious. Well, peritonitis, when you have little punctures in your intestines and then the toxins begin to go out into your body cavity. And at the worst of the worst, just before the Lord just blew it all out, I could feel it. You know, it start going up to my heart like someone had, had a hold on your heart just grabbing and pulling it. But there's almost like a white, hot fire burning pain that's going on. Now, that's a real allegory because, you know, we're, we're, we're supposed to be like fire-tried gold. And, uh, you know, many will be saved, though not all, and some as though going through the fire. We're so, being refined. Yeah. And many of the times, it's about us. It's not that we're the, the glorious intercessor setting people free across the globe. It all starts in your heart. So you opened a door. Do you remember what the door didn't didn't have a clue until a, a good friend who again is a prayer partner. You know things that you really don't want to hear. They're like oh stingy moments. Brought up pride, and all my readings and scriptures were about humility. And I'm going, what, what, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm healed. That I'm, attitude in itself is indicative yeah, of something going on underneath the surface. It was almost like the first time was the beginning of the incisions to open some things up 
to bring some things up into the light that could be exposed and healed and scraped off like the dross, you know? Uh, when I was a kid, we used to make duck decoy uh, <laughs> weights. The decoys were Clorox bottles, and the weights, we'd take my mama's soup spoon, get a bunch of dirty old tire weights from a gas station, and we'd kind of melt them, and they'd come out looking like sterling silver when they were hot. But there was this thing of grease and yuck and muck that would come up to the top, and we'd skim that off, and then scoop the scooper and put a little nail in it. These were our duck decoy weights. But they were really cool looking, and we thought we had silver or something, you know? And I know that I know that I know that when the Lord turns the heat up, that's when that stuff comes up into the light. It can be seen. Yeah, and, and skimmed, that draw skimmed off, you know? Yeah. The words that she came forth with, and that he's been reinforcing with us for the last couple of weeks, for sure, were obedience. I mean, obedience, obedience, obedience. Once you know, and and he's confirmed that that's him speaking, not to eat this. It can be little things. A lot of times it's little things. Don't do this. Take more of that. Uh, Go here. Go there. Do this. Do it. Once he's confirmed it's him, he's not... Waiting for you to go, go do it. And it, and it's a loving thing, but he doesn't waste any time. I mean, this grass doesn't grow under his feet. He's moving. He's doing things. Well, for one, he wants to give us new giftings, but before we can be trusted with those, we have to overcome some of the things in our nature that, you know, that need purification. So, once you were convicted about those things, and I was convicted too, then what? Well, the pride, he began to show me very clearly, and we all do it. There's, We've just been conditioned, most of us, most of our lives, kind of think for ourselves. And even when we give it all to the Lord and we want him to make our decisions, we still have this inbred, conditioned thing that our mind, there's a knee-jerk reaction to, if he says something, something slips in your mind or your will or something that says, that's... There's a, no, that's not right. That's kind of harder. There's a easier way, or there's a better way, or there's. And the bottom line of that is, many, many, many times, it's just laziness, you know. And pride and self-will. It's like I think I know better than God. So what happened after you confessed that? You went into prayer the next time, and we all got together to pray. Well. Uh, things started to ease up, the physical, it's amazing how once you get it, you hit the point, whatever the symptom is or whatever he's uh, tapping you with or uh, little electric fences or whatever, you get it, the fence gets turned off and you're, you're, oh, okay, ouch, no, yeah, got that. It's not because he's being mean, it's a loving thing. He knows we need to be corrected strongly enough and shown and taught strongly enough that we'll remember. It'll become part of our nature and our behavior out of love and from love, from the heart.